Hey, greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you. This week, we're going to talk about some difference between sinners and those who practice evil, um, those who are iniquitous to the core. And you might think that they're the same, but they're actually not in the eyes of God. And if you would turn to Matthew chapter 13, we're going to look at the parable of the sower today. And I, I want us to pay attention to something that most Christians just live on this um, earthly realm and heavenly realm maybe, but they don't understand the warfare, the demonic spirits, the, the principalities, powers, and all those things. And they're so unaware of these things that they're very well ill-informed for the battle we're in. You know, sometimes I hear we're in a culture war, but we're more than a culture war. We're in, we're in a war right now. The church is an offensive juggernaut to the enemy. Uh, and even our own ranks have been diluted and polluted with um, homosexuality, transgenderism, uh, you know, and, and uh, a wokeness that is just getting ready to show you that some people aren't really believers in Jesus Christ. Jesus said you'll know them by their fruits. It's what Jesus said. So when a Christian tells me homosexuality is okay, um, transgenderism is okay, I know them by their fruit because they're disagreeing with the very word of God and the very nature and character of God. And they always try to throw it back. Well, God is love. He is love. But God is also righteous. God is also a righteous judge. He's also truth. His word is truth. Jesus said, I have sanctified them by your truth. Thy word is truth. So we cannot sit there and have these uh, pluralistic kind of belief systems. We have to believe in the theolisticism, the theism of God. He is the only one. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He has sent his only begotten son. And his son, when he ascended, sent forth his Holy Spirit in our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. And you can both love somebody, okay, very well love somebody, but at the same time as loving somebody, you, um, you don't um, cater to those things that they want you to cater to. Just because I love somebody doesn't mean everything they do I am pleased with. Well, this is God. This is how God operates. Even though you, you and me are loved by God, doesn't mean God likes everything we do. Okay, now here's the difference. If God is able to talk to me, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, that if God is able to chastise me, which is his rebuke, it's his voice, he says, and he does this many ways. He could send someone to me. He's got his word. I could read his word. Oh, my God, my life's not lining up. He can, I can hear a message, uh, you know, whatever. And I come to the point where I realize what I am doing is wrong. And then I go, Lord, forgive me. I repent for this evil I was doing. Or I go, God loves me. That doesn't matter. Those are two completely different hearts. One is submitted to God. One is bent into iniquity. And it says, what I do, I'm going to do, regardless of what God's word says. Don't be don't be fooled, folks, by people who think it doesn't matter. Well, I believe in Jesus. I don't know if you do. I think you believe in Jesus so you think you have forgiveness of sins. But Paul talks about keeping the faith till the end, which means, what does it mean keeping the faith? Just believing in Jesus or does it mean being his disciple? 
and, and doing what Jesus says. Because we'll know them by their fruit. This is a really, like, just the words of Jesus. People go, this ain't the words of Paul. This is the words of Jesus in Matthew 7. You'll know them by their fruit, their character, their nature, and you'll know their ministry by what their ministry produces. <clears throat> okay? This is very, very important. And so, in this um, parable, and we're going to get to the explanation of it as well, I want you to see something. Maybe you've never seen it before. Okay? And let's read it. Uh, Matthew chapter 13. We're just going to start uh, in verse 4. And as he said, well, let's start verse 3. And he spoke many things to them, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some feed, uh, some seed fell upon the wayside, and birds came and devoured them. Some fell upon stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up, and because they had no depth of earth, but when they, the sun was up, they were scorched because they had no root. They withered away. And some fell among thorns, and, and the thorns sprang up and choked them out. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundred, hundred some a sixty, some thirty. Now this is very, very, you know, what's funny is that the disciples don't understand this parable. It's really interesting. They don't understand it. And Jesus says this in uh uh, in verse 18, he starts telling them about this. And he says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, which is what we're supposed to be preaching, I, I think that the problem with a lot of preaching today is we're preaching, you know, salvation, forgiveness of sins, but we're not preaching the kingdom. And so you have a lot of people who might think that, well, well I'm forgiven, but they don't enter the kingdom. And we have to enter the kingdom. And anyone who hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. So here you have the words preached, but you have someone who just doesn't have ears to hear, and they don't hear it. And Satan comes, and he takes that word immediately from them. But he who receives the seed is on stony places. This is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. You've had these people. They, they come to church. They receive it with joy. And it says this, though. Yet having no root in himself or themselves or herself, but endures only for a while. But when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, immediately stumbles. In other words, they might go back to their friends, their family. And their family says, oh, that's hogwash. We do believe in that. We love you, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, you never see them again. That person does not have fire insurance, folks. Jesus says... Jesus is saying it's not yielding fruit yet. This, this, the word is not yielding fruit yet. Remember, this one is not yielding. It, it says, uh, immediately they, it says, yet for no root himself, he endures only for a while. And only for a while. He just makes it. They're, they're, they only make it a short time. <clears throat> and now the one who receives seed among the thorns, he who hears the word, and the cares of, here's another one, that takes away the seed sown. And that is one who's the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. I've watched this. Like, you can see this happen to people on ESPN and in the media. They were Christians. I can think of, like, several of them that were once Christians. But the desires of money and fame and wealth, all of a sudden they've gone completely woke because the desires of fame, riches, power, whatever, they literally don't believe in the Word of God. They're race baiters and haters and whatever now. Why? 
because the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things, they become unfruitful. But he who receives a seed on good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, he who in his deeds bear fruit and produces some hundred. So there's only one good soil here. And that's the one who bears 30, 60, 100 fold. Look, at, I want you to understand. It's not enough to pray a prayer walking down an aisle. That's not enough. That's not enough. It's not enough to get born again. You go, wait a minute. I thought it's not enough. You have to endure. You have to keep your faith. You can't go, well, 70 years ago, I, I gave my life to Jesus. I guess I'm going to heaven. But I've lived for the devil for all seven years. No. I don't believe it's enough. I believe you can lose your salvation through unbelief, through denying Jesus. Like Jesus says, him who denies me before men, I'll deny him before the Father and the angels. In other words, if in your life, even after you got born again, you deny Jesus, and you come up before the throne room, Jesus is going to go before you and the angel, before the Father and angels. I don't know him. Jesus says this in Matthew 7, Depart from me, for I never knew you, you workers of iniquity or lawlessness. That's a real, we have got this thing that, oh, just say a prayer. And this is what we love getting. Oh, they say the prayer. They, they, but we're not discipling. How do you know how many of those are actually continuing on in the faith? This is one of the problems in the church is we're, we're, we're trying to get people born again. We're just not discipling them into maturity, into fruitfulness, into um, sonship, into the family. So they actually become part of it and they have longevity. You don't want to be the person who gave your life to Jesus and denied him down the road. That will not save you in the long run. Okay. Now. So he tells them another parable right after this. And he says this, another parable he put forth him saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted, produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, an enemy has done this. And the servant said to him, do you not want us to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at that time, I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Now, he's going to explain this one too. And I don't know why we miss this one so much, but we do. Verse 36. Then Jesus sent the multitudes away and went to the house, and his disciples came and saying, explain to us the parable of the tares in the field. Now, Jesus is going to talk very plainly to them. You have to remember this when you're reading the Gospels. If Jesus is in front of the multitude, he speaks in parables. But he says to his disciples, with you I speak plainly. He says this in this chapter earlier on. To you I speak plainly. I'm just telling you how it is. I'm not speaking some parable you have to figure out. Just listen to what I'm saying. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. Jesus, I'm sowing good seed in the earth. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. But the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. 
The harvest is the end of the age. The reapers are the angels. Now, now you see, you got the picture here. Jesus is sowing sons of the king, but the devil is sowing seeds as well. And he's got ones that are called the sons of the wicked one. These are not just sinners. These are sons of wickedness, of the wicked one. They're actually sons. Jesus says it. They're sons of the devil. These are the ones, and the difference of this is the ones who are actually um, uh, with plans doing evil. You can name, you know, a lot of politicians, a lot of actors, a lot of uh, um, uh, George Soros, um, uh, Lauren Jobs. They're actually sowing in the earth wickedness. They are sons of the evil one, of the wicked one. You go, well, no, God loves them. Jesus' parable. They are, look at in Enoch's book, which I know is not scripture, but I, I believe it was scripture at one point, but we didn't, well, that's a different story. But in Enoch's book, he talks about three places for the dead in his time. He said there is one called paradise, and this had the saints. Okay? And we know this from Jesus to be true, because Jesus says this, right? And then there was a place for, which is not where, by the way, sinners or, or the saints um, did not go to torment. They went to Abraham's bosom. It was paradise. And there was a great gulf between the two of them. And remember, Jesus gives the parable of Lazarus. You can't come here. I can't come there, Abraham says to him. And that other place was the place for the sinners. But there was another place for those who practiced evil. And they are held in chains. And we see this actually in the book of Enoch. And we actually see in the book of Jude. That there are those that were there and they were bound waiting for the judgment there are those who actually are in a different pair there's one thing where you might sin okay you might not know jesus and you can always in this message all you gotta do is message us just put something in the comments that you want to know jesus and we'll reach out to you or you can always just go to the gatejacks.com or lewisdcn.com and send us a message Either one of those will work for that. Okay? But here's the point, is that there are those who are blinded, and there are those who are doing the blinding. And it's not all the devil. Some of it is seed that he has sown, called sons of the wicked one. And they are people. And it's demonic. They're demonically influenced. They're full of darkness. Okay? And you have to understand this. Okay, Jesus actually said this one thing one time that frightens me. If the the light in you is actually darkness, he said, how great is that darkness that you actually think it's light? In other words, you know, those people go, well, I'm, I, I understand God's heart. He loves the homosexual. He loves, he, he doesn't mind because as long as they love and they love each other, that's what God's about. And they think they're so enlightened. He actually says, you don't realize that not only is that darkness, it is so dark, you actually believe it's light. You don't know what light actually is. You don't know what being enlightened by him actually is. You actually think that he's like you, and you are complete in darkness. And it's so dark, you think it's light. That's scary. Scary, 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 scary. And he says, 
Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend. And those who practice lawlessness. Two things you can know. When Jesus sends out his angels at the end of the age, they're going to gather everything that offends and all those that practice lawlessness. Now listen to me, and I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me really well. Two are in the field, one's taken. Two are on the rooftop, one's taken. Who told you that the one that is taken were the sons of God? Were the sons of the kingdom? Two in the field, one's taken. It was not, it was not, it was not, listen, it is not the saints that are taken first. According to this parable, either Jesus is lying and me and you got a problem, or Jesus is telling us the truth. See, the meek inherit the earth. Listen to what he says further. And I will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. See, you've been taught that get in the Holy Ghost, you know, yellow bus with Elijah and Moses driving and waiting for the end of time. And that's not what we're supposed to do. We're offensive. Satan's on the defensive. We're on the offense. Amen. You have to understand this. Look, there are those in the earth who practice such evil. They're sacrificing children. They're, they're, they're sacrificing people. They're drinking blood. Yes, they are doing this. There's Hollywood people doing this. There's politicians doing this. There are world leaders are doing this. There are rich, rich rulers doing this. They are practicing wickedness in the earth. They are practicing darkness. They are practicing ancient Eastern uh, soothsaying and demonic activity and witchcraft and yoga, and they're doing this. There's those that are, are lost in it, and there are those that the Bible tells us are sons of of wickedness sown by the devil himself reconcile that that's a tough one for us sometimes to understand and then you'll learn how to pray properly john tells us later on he says look there are those who commit sins that don't lead to death pray for those but there are those who commit sin that leads to death he says don't pray for those If you have ears to hear, I hope you hear, because that's a tough one. Do me a favor, leave a comment, like our page, subscribe to our channels, whatever you need to do. I love you. I can't wait to hear the, oh boy, the comments on this one. I read the word. Deal with it. I'll talk to you later. Love you.